So we have some breaking news before we start the week 15 preview as we actually like just before recording this saw that Brandon Staley was fired and Tom Telesco, the GM and the head coach of the LA Chargers. This was pretty much expected as the Chargers lost 63 to 21 to Aiden O'Connell, Zamir White, and just not a good um, Las Vegas Raiders team that scored zero points last week. Trey Tucker had two touchdowns. Were you guys surprised that it maybe took this long for Staley to get fired? Or were you, this was pretty much like, like they couldn't go much longer with him. We knew it was going to happen. It was now that we're in week 15, I figured, okay, maybe they'll just let them go three more weeks because they're not making the playoffs, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think, obviously, we all knew that it was going to happen. Yeah, I thought, I thought they'd ride it out, let him just keep on tanking, do what he does best, and just keep losing. Um in comical fashion and that's exactly what they did last night game was never close i mean you can't give up 42 first half points to a team that scored zero points four days ago like you just can't do that so uh especially the defensive head coach so the chargers nightmare is finally over wild like i had a i had a basketball game from 9 to 10 i get out i see it's 42 nothing and i was like wow and then i get home and it's like probably like 10 30 and for some reason i'm like oh this game's got to be like almost over right and then it's like halftime and i'm like holy shit they're down 42 nothing at halftime I was shocked he didn't get fired at the end of last year just after choking the playoff game to the Jaguars. And then obviously this season's been so disappointing. Even with like, maybe we now know how much like Justin Herbert kept this team together or at least somewhat respectable. So maybe this game alone will help his stock look a little bit better on the internet. But yeah, I mean, this team could be a Belichick team. They could be a Harbaugh team. They could be, I don't know, maybe Ben Johnson. But like this, this is a gross team to maybe inherit. Could be a Kellen Moore team. Maybe he does um, something crazy these last three weeks. I would think I so, a, but like I don't, th- I don't think he's got anything at Easton Stick. But what were you gonna say, Tom? I have a little theory. So we're saying that okay, it could be a Ben Johnson team, could be a Jim Harbaugh or Belichick. I mean, I think Belichick might make the most sense because he's like retiring and going to LA. But the Chargers, like, it's like oh, like you want to go to a team with an established offense and you know a superstar quarterback, but that team is in bad shape. Eckler is done. I think I think he's done. I think next year he will not be the Austin Eckler of any previous year. Keenan Allen is going to be what thirty three next year, and he's had multiple injuries this year that he wound up playing through. And now this one keeps him out. It ruled him out super early, so the Chargers are in no rush to get him back. And Gerald Everett at tight end, Quentin Johnson who's awful, Mike Williams off a torn ACL, Rashawn Slater is a fantastic young player, but other than that, they don't have any real pieces. Joey Bosa's getting older. He's probably like upper 20s now with a big contract. Khalil Mack is kind of on the backswing of his career. I, like this Chargers team, I don't think it's a very attractive place to go to for a head coach. And they're going to be on the hot seat instantly. It's a big city and a lot of um, media always surrounding Justin Herbert. And they have an awful well, non-existent fan base. I, I, I don't think this is the place you want to go. Like 
I don't I like I think the Bears could be like a better place for a guy to go because they get the number one pick, they get to build out their own thing. I think it could be and they have young pieces, the Bears as well. I, I don't think the Chargers are like that that attractive of a place for a guy like Harbaugh to go out of college to go. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I was gonna say Tom Telesco fumbled the peg. Like there's nothing better to build your team's future than having an elite quarterback on a rookie contract like the Chiefs got it with uh, Mahomes we saw at least the Bills and Bengals be competitive in the AFC with Burrow and Josh Allen um even with the Ravens with uh, Lamar Jackson at times but like Herbert's cap hit was 8.5 million dollars this year it goes up to 19 million next year and then it's 37 46 58 million in 2027 this is like Crazy. the best chance to win a Super Bowl, and they've really fumbled the bag on this one. Um, Eckhart's going to be a free agent. Mike Williams, injury-prone, coming back. He'll have a $32 million cap hit. Keenan Allen, year older, like you guys talked about. So it's like, I don't know. They fumbled on Quinn Johnson. This is just, yeah, it's not a great uh, kind of team to be, but I do think just Herbert alone will make it somewhat attractive. I personally think Belichick's going to go back to the Patriots. Um, maybe Harbaugh, like, like Dom, I feel like you'd know best. Like, Is it a good chance he's going to leave Michigan, or does it matter if he wins the national championship or not? I don't know why he would want to go back to Michigan. Like he's going to get some. Sus- he's getting suspended, yeah. right? He's going to get sus- suspended in some capacity. I don't know how much, but like, and I don't know why he would want to go back. Um, because you're going to make more money in the NFL, most likely. So I feel like he'd rather do that. I feel like I was reading somewhere that he could get like that suspension could carry over to the NFL, like somehow they're correlated. I don't think Is so. Is it totally his his organizations? Like- that's what I thought, but then I was like, uh, whatever I was reading was saying like that the NFL would like honor the college suspension or something. Or, no, like, because I don't. Annoying. Yeah, yeah, the college has no. The NCAA currently has no authority on their own sport, so I don't know how the NFL mm-hmm. is supposed to acknowledge the NCAA suspension when they're not going to like in their own. So I don't think I don't believe that. I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm not believing that. And he could probably appeal it, and then at the very least get it trimmed down to like very like a fraction of what it was. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'll try to figure out where where I read that, and then I get back to you guys on that. But yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. Um, we'll definitely go through like uh like I want to kind of go through every team, maybe closer towards just the season ending and just kind of rebuilding them and like what we can go uh, do going forward, so we can make kind of our suggestions to them and their coaching office or their coaching staff, uh, front office and what they should do this off season. But yeah, sixty three twenty one. Shout out to Vegas. Uh, maybe Antonio Pierce uh, is their head coach next year, which would be kind of cool. Um, we'll hop into kind of the games uh, of this week. Dom, I actually lost where I had it. What's the what's the game you want to talk about as I pull them up? Uh, so we can just start chronological order. We actually have three Saturday games. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings-Bengals I don't think is like too exciting. I mean, we can kind of skip over that one cause just because um, it's not it's two different conferences. But Steelers-Colts and Broncos-Lions I think are two huge games, and they're standalone on Saturday. Those are going to be great games with huge playoff implications. I feel like... Oh man, it's gonna be. So you want to skip over the Vikings Bengals game? Do you want to go rapid fire on that one? Uh sure. sure. I'll take the. I'll I mean, do we all like at home? Like, I'll. Oh dude, yeah, I weirdly like Nick Mullins. Oh, Nick Mullins. I think he's I'm good. The um. All right. You know what? I kind of want to. I'm gonna ride it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Minnesota. I'm gonna put this down. I like Minnesota here to win on the road. Um. That wasn't one of the five I wrote down. I'm not counting that as a loss if it loses. So. <laughs> yeah, you made it. You made us do this. Uh, all right. Fine. Fine. Okay. So we'll, we'll do Steelers Colts. This game is so gross, man. I feel like the Steelers as underdogs in this game by point and a half on the road, and they are very good against the Colts. I think Jim Irsay, I think he tweeted out this that the Colts are six and twenty six in his like era as the owner against the Steelers. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, 
it's just like Mitch Trubisky, man. This team is so bad. I do think the Steelers win this game because I feel like they're just better as an underdog, um, especially to a Colts team that's probably similar on um, skill set level. So I'm going to go with the Steelers to win this game on the road. Dom, do you agree or do you like the Colts here? I mean, this is just... It's a gross one. The fact that whichever team wins this game is, I'm not going to say clinch, but essentially will clinch a playoff spot because they'll have eight wins. They'll have a tiebreaker over this team that they beat. So they're in a great position. I'm going to take the Colts here at home. I mean, I just think the Colts just keep finding ways. And I think the fact that they're coming off a loss against the Bengals, which could be could be big depending how they finish their season. So I'm going to take the Colts at home. I don't think the Steelers' offense is really that scary. T.J. Watt magically cleared concussion protocol somehow. So he'll be playing, which I think is definitely big for the Steelers. But I'll take the Colts at home here. Um, not expecting either team to run away with this game whatsoever. I'm expecting just a um, close, probably low scoring. Not too exciting, but I'll take the Colts. It's crazy that it's a 42 and a half over under. That just feels so high for these two teams. I guess the Colts are able to put up points and maybe the Steelers will get like a defensive touchdown in there or something, but that's gross. Just to like, I don't think there's gonna be that many points. Tom, uh, deciding factor here. Who do you like, uh, Pitt or Indy? I like, I like Indianapolis. Tom brought up some good points and this Steelers team with Mitch borderline painful to watch. I mean, Kenny Pickett was no picnic to it's watch. The sa- but... It's the same as Kenny. Uh, it's yeah. like the same offense. But... They, I mean, they still only scored like ten points, I think, in the Cardinals. And what, what did they score last week? They did not. Uh, score they scored a lot eighteen. Oh. They came back late, but yeah, yeah. So I pretty much, I'm just gonna take the Colts here. All right. Uh, yeah, I actually do like the Steelers in this one. I, I don't, I don't know. I think like Trubisky had what three days of like full practice before he was thrown against a pretty good uh, Patriots defense, and now the Steelers are going against definitely an inferior defense in the uh, Indianapolis Colts and. I don't know. I think Mitch will play somewhat better, so uh, I like the Steelers here. So we'll hop to Denver-Detroit. Um, it's nice that all Saturday games are all teams above 500. 7-6 and six Broncos going into the struggling 9-4 and four Lions. The Lions are 4.5-point favorites. I'll throw it to you, Tom. Who do you like first in this game? Uh, I think the Lions are... They're going to have a, a... I wouldn't really call it a bounce-back game. They're 4-point favorites at home against a team that is pretty good. Um, I think that Denver is... Well, what are they? They're seven. They're seven and six. Yeah, is that yep. their? That's the record. So, oh, they could they could get into the playoff picture here. But I think uh, after two really really slow weeks with um, Detroit's playmakers, like Amon Ross been non-existent. Basically, he he had a touchdown in that Saints game, but was pretty much nothing after that. He didn't get two catches last week. Um, the running the Jameer Gibbs still seems to be chugging along nicely. Montgomery, I want to say that foot or the ankle is healthy. Uh, I'm going to say that the Lions pull this off against the Broncos, though. Okay. Dom, are we, are we taking Detroit here again? Are we all going to take it? I don't know what I'm doing yet, but what do you like Detroit here? The Lions lose this game. The panic button should be front and center on the table, and every Lions fan should be pressing it because this yes. would now be essentially six straight weeks of them just not playing a complete game if they lose this one. And that's just not something you want to see this late in the season. But I can't take the Broncos here, but just because I do, I do think the Lions will win this game. If I had to pick the spread, I would take the Broncos to cover the four and a half. I think it will be a close game, but I'm just hoping the Lions can figure something out, get a bounce back win at home. But if they lose this game, I will have 
absolutely zero faith in them to even win a playoff game if they can't win this game because they are just struggling the past five weeks which would be six if they drop this so i'll take the lions at home but i think the broncos will keep it close and also right. well, just to toss in quick the way the lions are like stumbling to the finish line this season dare i say if they lose this week and they wind up with like 10 maybe even 11 wins i don't think dan campbell deserves coach of the year like i think the team was still what eight and nine last year you improve by two wins if you go 10 and seven that's great or if three wins you still go 11 and six but I think there are other guys that I think D'Amico Ryans could much more make a case for it. I think um, John Harbaugh could make a case for it. Even Mike McDaniel's kind of in a similar spot with the Dolphins. Mike McCarthy's on a bad look for it. There are so many guys, I think, that could perhaps deserve this over Dan Campbell if the Lions keep stumbling like this. They were they were scorching hot, and I think they're not, nothing to be scared of right now. Um, so wait, Matt, before you give your pick, just because Tom brought up all the coach, coach of the years, I did want to have this conversation if you wanted to have it now, or I could save it for later on, but yeah, since we're already I, on the topic. I was going to make a point about it, so you can go first, and I'll see if you have it on my point. Uh, you give your point first. I think mine's probably okay. longer, so I'll let so, you know. So, like, it's such, like, the coach of the year award is obviously the, like, hardest to really predict and give out because it's such a narrative-based award. And let's say, like, throughout the remaining part of the season, the Lions lose to Denver, and Dallas, and they beat Minnesota twice. They still win the division, and they end up with 11 wins this season. Would you still give them Coach of the Year, Tom? And we'll say, like, the Texans finished, like, 9-8. and eight. No. The Lions were already good last year. They, they ended last year in a six-game win streak. Their preseason over-under was 10.5 wins. So, like, they met expectations. They won the division. He's completely turned around this franchise. Does that, like, it's just because they had a better start and, a, like, maybe a mid-ending that you, you wouldn't give it to him? Yeah, I think I think yeah okay. because the coach of the year award, all the NFL awards are narrative based. Besides, like you know, with exceptions, but the coach of the year award, I think it's fine that it's narrative based. And somebody like Brian Dable Azure, ten thousand percent deserved it because the Giants were just an absolute laughing stock for years and years prior. He comes in, first year head coach, completely turns around the trajectory of where they're going. Um, this year, we'll not talk about that, but whatever. Um, I think somebody like Demigo Ryan's. Could much be, could make a much better um, impression for Coach of the Year. Have a much better case. The Lions are just doing what they're supposed to do. Like that that was pretty much where they're at. Did ten and a half or they were nine and a half? I think they were nine and a half. Who? The Lions. It was ten and a half. Okay, so if you meet expectations, I don't think that is Coach of the Year. That is doing what you're supposed to do. I think Dan Campbell is a, like a very like motivational coach. He's a great players coach. He's incredibly like well spoken and like he knows how to speak to the media and the whole thing. But I don't think that he is really making sure the Lions put their best product out on the field. I think wow. they are not finishing games. The defense is still spotty. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think there's a couple guys. I'd even say if the Bengals are the playoffs, give it to Zach Taylor. Because he comes in with a backup quarterback and his team's been injured all year. Why can't he do it? Like, why, I, can't, I, Shane, why can't Shane Steichen do it? Is he, no, he's he, no, yeah, he's the Colts one. Jonathan Gannon is the Cardinals one. Why can't Shane Steichen do it if they make the playoffs? There's so many guys I, that are doing more with less. I like the idea of Shane Steichen getting it, but I'm just like the Texans, like for D'Amico Ryan's coming in, like this team looks very different than it did last year. So I'm not surprised that they're maybe three wins better than they were supposed to be. I think like maybe it's more on like how good CJ Shot has been right away. And I think D'Amico Ryan's been a good coach. I don't know. It's such, it's like you said, it's very tough picking. It's all narrative based for coach of the year. Dom, I want to hear what you were going to say about the award. So I love how you guys are talking about all these coaches. And you still haven't even talked about the guy I want to bring up. 
So who's the MVP? Is... Who are the MVP front runners right now for MVP? Who do you, you want say to bring the up? Are? You want to bring up Kyle Shanahan? Well, let me let me build up to it. Okay. <laughs> who who are the MVP front runners right now? It's Dak, Brock Purdy, and Jalen Hurts. And who's most likely going to win it? Dak Prescott. Why? And what's the reasoning behind Brock Purdy not winning it? I mean, the game manager narrative. That's pretty much Okay. If he is a system quarterback and a game manager, why are we not rewarding the guy whose system has been essentially perfect this season, let alone a game where they were severely injured? He's about to go 14-3. and He's got the perfect... He's got the perfect system where two wide receivers are insane. He's got a tight end insane. His running back's insane. Nobody's talking about Kyle Shanahan for coach of the year. But in everyone's conversation about Brock Purdy, it's, oh, he's in a great system, this and that. If the system's so great, why is nobody rewarding the guy who created the system? Like, that's just one thing I haven't heard anybody talk about yet. And it's kind of blowing me away because the 49ers could finish this year 14-3. and And their coach is getting zero talk for coach of the year. No, I I agree with you. And I just think not it's not the way it should be but unless you have like a historic season like like if it was 15 and one of the 16 game era 16 and one or you go like undefeated obviously the patriots it's kind of hard just for like the coach of the best team to win the award even though i do agree with your point like if his system is pretty much accident proof no matter what who gets hurt they keep winning and the only time that the system fails is when their four best skill position players are injured like I, I do think Shanahan has a legit case, but it also comes down to was San Francisco supposed to do this? What, what was their win total? Probably 12 and a half. I don't, it was probably, if I had to guess, it was probably 10 and a half or 11 and a half. Really? All right. Well, but, if it was 10 and a half and they win 14 games, I'm all for Shanahan winning coach of the year. Because you're also, like, you're naming. Okay. So if much? they go 13 and four, then it's kind of Dan Campbell's situation. Because you're naming guys like Shane Steichen, D'Amico Ryans. Like, at the end of the day, those guys are going to finish right around eight or nine wins. If you remove them as head coach, you're probably not changing the win total that much. However, if you take Kyle Shanahan away from this team and his system goes away, I think you're saying this team probably looks significantly different. Like, I'm just confused on we're knocking the players because of the system and not rewarding the system. So that's just my take on it. I don't know what the current odds are for Kyle Shanahan to win coach of the year. I couldn't find them. Plus if right now, he's fifth. I mean, I would bet that. I don't know how... I don't Who's know because if we're talking about all, if we're talking about all these teams finishing in the middle of the pack, I think he could eventually sneak up on them. Top five right now is Campbell and D'Amico Ryan's both plus three twenty five. McDaniel third, actually also tied at plus three twenty five. I think this is like average of all the sites. Uh, Shane Shaken plus seven hundred fourth, and then Shanahan plus a thousand fifth. I love Shanahan then because if we're talking about the Lions potentially losing twice or the the Colts stumbling or the Texans stumbling, like there's a chance he just takes over and. We all, I'm pretty sure we all picked Dan Campbell at the midway point where I don't, I don't know if he gets there uh, at this current moment in time. I agree. Just the only thing that I want to bring one last point. I do. Also, I think Shanahan is maybe the, for the second or best coach in the NFL, like behind Andy Reid. Um, the thing with it is when these systems for guys like Shane Steichen and guys like. Tobiko Ryan's, their the systems aren't entirely put in place to where they can establish their thing. Kyle Shan, this is already Kyle Shanahan's thing. This has been his well-oiled machine for years now. These new guys are jumping into a new system, which why it helps guys like Dable win. So you can go two routes. You can go the fantastic coach who makes everyone on his team better and has a really good record. That's Shanahan. 
or you can go the Dable route where it is new head coach in a borderline failing organization um, who comes in in a first year and makes a huge difference. I think a playoff berth is going to be huge for whether the fact Ryan's or Shane Sykin win. If they both go 8-9 and and miss the playoffs, uh, no, that's fine. And I'm more than on board with Shanahan winning over McDaniel too, 10,000%. So um, I think if the coach comes in first year in the system and makes the playoffs and even somehow wins a game, like say they one of the ones that beat the Jaguars um, or uh, the Chiefs or the Dolphins, I don't see that happening. Um, But that's my point. Uh, I agree with you. I just think based on how the narratives in the NFL work, it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen that way. So what I think should happen and what I think is going to happen are two different things in the situation. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, with, with that being said, Matt, you think the Lions win this game and uh, <laughs> and uh, Dan Campbell keeps his coach of the year hopes alive or you think the Broncos get the upset? Uh, I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go with Denver. Um, they've had one of the best, better defenses in the league basically since their abysmal start to the year. Um, they've had a lot of momentum, and the Lions have been struggling, and I think I'm just going to combine those two and pick Denver. I just wanted to give my last point before we go into Dallas and Buffalo of uh, the coaching thing. I also don't like rookie head coaches getting the award uh, just because most of the time they inherit a terrible team. They have just absolute bottom like expectations in the league the, pre- the next year, and they usually have cap space or high draft capital to improve the team. So... I think like probably if like we could like look at it like most rookie head coaches exceed or at least do better than expectations um for for a new team so that's why I'd like prefer to give it to like McDaniel or Shanahan over D'Amico Ryan's um but we can hop to Buffalo Dallas where this could be game of the week that da- uh Buffalo I believe is a two and a half or one and a half point or two and a half point favorites at home in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is 5-2 at home on the year. Dallas is 3-3 three and three on the road. I personally am riding Buffalo. I took them to beat Kansas City last week. Uh, I don't remember. I think I took Philly to beat them um, a couple weeks ago before their bye. Um, but I've been high, at least on the, the Bills, since kind of their bye, basically. And I'm going to keep riding with them. I think they're going to beat Dallas at home and go to 8-6. and six, And I think they're going to make the playoffs still. So I like Buffalo here. I'll throw to you, Dom, on who you like. Yeah, this... Without a doubt, I think this is game of the week. I mean, at least on paper. Hopefully, it lives up to the hype. Um, Cowboys are just rolling. Honestly, the Bills have been rolling too. They could have, they could have beat the Eagles that day. They could have been on a three-game streak right now. Um, the thing with the Bills is you just never fully know what you're gonna get until the game comes. That's the one knock on them all seasons. You never know how are they going to show up. I think the fact. I mean. I've been saying it for a while. Vegas always knows. I'm going to take the Bills at home. They seem to think they'll win. Uh, I do like how ESPN is giving this a 0.4% chance to tie, which would be pretty funny. I think that seems higher than the normal chances. So maybe these teams are a lot closer than we think, but they probably are. And the Bills win this game. They really cement themselves back into the playoff hunt. If they lose... It's going to be tough because there's just so many seven and six teams. We just mentioned that the Steelers and Colts, one of them, unless they tie, will get to eight wins. So it's still an uphill battle for the Bills, but I think this is the first step for them. I I will take the Bills here at home. It doesn't, doesn't hurt also that this is an outside game. It's going to be cold and, you know, uh, Dallas, you know, they might be used to that dome. So the Bills at home here for me. Tom, do we have a quick, if you pick the Bills, I'm going to maybe like it a little bit less. You're just no, a Bills we, hater too. We nailed the Cowboys. I'm not a Bills hater. I'm a Bills realist. I just I like I didn't think they were very good to start the season. But to go into my new point, I'm picking the Bills because um, Dom said the weather, but it goes a little deeper than that. Josh Allen's been balling. 
Like, as much as Dak's been bowling lately, Josh Allen's been bowling equally. Um, I think now that they the Bills can now, like, shark-smelling blood again, where they are right there. I'm looking at the playoff picture I have it pulled up right now. They are 7-6 and six with every wildcard team besides the Browns being... Eight and five, them being eight and five, so they are really a game out of the, the the five seed and two games out of their division. If they could pull off a win here, that like they still have what four? They have four games left, and they play Miami again. That this I told you that last week game could wind up being for the division. I'm picking the Bills. Josh Allen is looking fantastic, um, putting out great game after great game, and I'm going to pick them to continue to their uh, continue their hot streak after beating Kansas City. Yeah, I think they really need Cincy to lose this week to to Minnesota. That would help them a ton. Luckily for Buffalo, though, this isn't a conference game, but their conference record's already four and five. Like, obviously, that's going to be a thing with tiebreakers towards the end of it, so it hurts them a little bit less. But yeah, like Dom said, this would be very tough to come back to if they um, or come back from if they do lose this game. I think this actually is going to be a fantastic game. I feel like I would love to see these two teams in the Super Bowl. I feel like they match up like pretty perfectly with each other, and I feel like this is going to be a really good game for sure um so we have another great game it's sunday night like a really good sunday night football game um between the ravens and the jaguars the ravens are the road team they're five and one on the road this year jaguars are three and four at home the ravens are three and a half point favorites i'll go last on this one i'll throw to you tom first on who you like between these two afc teams pretty much at the top of the conference um i think i'm not gonna overthink it here um i'm gonna go baltimore i'm gonna pick the really good defense against the backup uh, no, back quarterback against the injured quarterback and although jaguars are home ravens fans always travel well and that team is cooking so i'm just not gonna overthink it i'm going to take the ravens win this game i i agree with the same logic like like i'm not gonna overthink it the ravens are the ravens the quietest 10 and 3 one seed ever like no one's talking about the ravens i feel like i feel like they're just quietly they're just the one seed they fully control the one seed no one's really talking about it um they're in a great position they can clinch the division i think next week potentially uh or yeah if they will have because they're three games up right oh no they're two games up if they win if they the Browns win and this the, week they yeah. could be maybe based on the tiebreaker so like they might already lock up the division this early which is something i don't think any of us really predicted we thought it was all gonna be a lot tighter than this but the ravens just keep on winning their offense has scored 30 plus points four out of the last five games and the jaguars have given up 30 plus the past two weeks to the browns and the bengals if the ravens don't score 28 points this game i will be genuinely surprised so i'll take the ravens on the road here Okay, I'm glad you both took the Ravens because I was going to take the Jaguars in this game. I think the Ravens that have... <laughs> I think... Why do you say of course? Because you, 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 you base way too much different. of your decision always where you're going to pick based on who we pick. No, I was taking Jacksonville the whole time. I was gonna, I was just going to go first, but I also went first with Buffalo, like the Dallas game. So I was like, you know, I'll go last year. But I like the Jaguars in this one just because Lawrence was probably hurt last game. He's going to get another week being back healthy. The Ravens, you could have said at times, should have lost that game at home to LA last week. And I just think like they're vulnerable and they're due for a loss in my opinion. And I think the Jaguars are a good team. There's a reason why this spreads maybe three and a half and it's maybe not a little bit more. Uh, maybe it's like a road team probably for that. And I, I like Jacksonville to win Sunday night here. And I think Jacksonville's a good team. Um, I know they're like banged up on offense. I know like Tra uh, Travis Etienne's been, I think hurt most of the week. Obviously they're without Christian Kirk for the rest of the season, but Evan Ingram has been very good. Um, they still have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. And 
Yeah, I like Jacksonville. I I, I think they win this game. Well, what is it? it is. I mean, you it guys is can't... a night. Well, I was gonna say the only thing is it is a night game in Jacksonville, and they just lost Monday night against the Bengals, and I'm pretty sure, like their nighttime record overall is just like so really bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, because they obviously like they've just been such a bad franchise. This might be their first time. Uh, I was gonna say this might be their first time on Sunday Night Football in a while. I don't know if I just made that up, but I know. They definitely haven't been on it a lot, that's for sure. I Yeah, that's not going to affect my decision too much, but I think Jacksonville's a good team. I don't think the Ravens are, I don't know if as good as their record shows. Like They're a really good team, and I do think they're probably the best team in the AFC, but I do think they're beatable. I don't think they're like a juggernaut that we've seen in like any conference over the last couple of years. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe like it's going to be close, and it's an upset pick, and I, I just think like Jacksonville gets it done. And I maybe value me being right on picking an upset pick, maybe then just being all plain if I think Baltimore is win, if I think it's like splitting hairs at this point. Um, so the last game is Philly Seattle. I mean, I've taken a lot of upsets in this video with Denver, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. I'm gonna stick with Philly here. Hope I'm wrong about this pick. It's in Seattle Monday night. Um, the Eagles are banged up. I think Geno Smith is trending towards playing. He was like limited. Yeah, in practice I'm, I'm on the report right now. He's limited as of Thursday. It, uh, yeah, he's Pete limited, he's limited he's on Thursday, which means he's probably going to play. Okay. Yeah, Pete Carroll yeah. kind of said like it looks like he's going to play, so I would take that. Okay, yeah, so that's what I said. And I think like the the Seahawks, I mean, it's a three-point spread. It's interesting. I'm going to take which Philly is very here. close. It's very yeah, close. I know, it is very close. Uh, but I think it's just like probably being in Seattle, their season's on the line pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's probably where the spread's coming in. Do you, do you guys both like Philly in this game? I'll throw to you, Dom. I mean, I feel like I have to take Philly. Like, there's no – Philly's one of those teams that you can't expect to lose three games in a row, and I, I just don't think they will. They'll find a way to win this game. Do I think it will be pretty? Probably not. But, like, this Seattle team, I don't know how you can feel confident in picking them to beat a superior team. Like, when they played yeah. the Niners, it was never close. They played the Cowboys. They hung around, but you never really felt like they were going to win that game. It just seems like when Seattle plays a team better than them, they're they get outmatched. And when you have to try to cover all the weapons that Philly has, I think that they will be able to get the job done, no matter what it takes. With two injured starters on their, on their um, secondary, one of them being Devon Witherspoon, the other Jamal Adams, who was not known for his coverage, but yeah. um, still a decent guy who you want uh, in your secondary. But I'm looking at the so in terms of DMPs. That's it for the secondary, but the Eagles. I don't think I don't know if Darius Slay is gonna play. He's he DMP with a uh, with a knee as of yesterday. If he doesn't practice today, I would say he's almost not, not gonna play certainly. And with the Seahawks, the way the receivers have been going as of late, that's not good for the Eagles. But the way you look at it, is the Eagles defense has been absolute Swiss cheese for the last couple weeks anyway. So I guess if like all things remain the same, I'm still taking the Eagles. <laughs> so um, I don't like the Eagles here, but I will take them. All right, so we're all taking the Eagles. I mean, if you don't like the Eagles here, why don't you take the Seahawks? Nah, I can't take Seattle. You took every single favorite here. Come on. Take Seattle. Think all favorites win? Not I'll, every take four. I'll, I'll take four and one. If one of the ones I'm losing. All right, um, so we'll hop to upset picks. I'm basically giving my upset picks every single upset team I just took. Uh, so four out of the six. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm taking... Denver and I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm guaranteeing that at least goes two and two. 
Guarantee that at least goes guaranteeing. I will. You guys can rip me a new one if it goes one and three or zero and four. But I'm guaranteeing at least two of those teams win this week. Okay, so it's you said it's Seattle, it's the Vikings, it's the Steelers, and not Seattle. Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Denver. Minnesota, Pittsburgh. Every every upset Saturday plus the Jacks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just let you know if if this if this if you go zero and three on Saturday, you will. (laughs) It's done. You're not you're not making it to Sunday. Like. Like Dom yeah, clip think, it, and like it, it, Dom just clip it and then post it like just that like one minute right now like just on YouTube again like and just put like a clown nose on him like because it it's one to pick him but you guaranteed so that's a whole different thing guaranteed they go two two the game I like the least is Denver Detroit but I like uh, Minnesota now, now, now you're like putting now you're putting uh well, no, I'm oh, saying, you're I'm also just saying I'm just saying we start also taking take upsets you're taking oh, Pittsburgh who's also only one and a half points I mean if we're gonna put the Tom rule on you there my rule uh, is three. Three is three is my rule. No, nah, dude. One of the games you took a one and a half. I the Eagles game moves to two and a half on the road <laughs> against the Chiefs, and they won. I mean, dude, nothing like saying you took an upset by picking the best team in football to win a game. Well, whatever. At this point, give me the Giants six point dogs against the Saints. There we go. Is, is that big enough for you? That's that's looking at like the third biggest spread of the week. Dude, when Why? we see a Derek Carr statement game here, you're never gonna pick a spread over three again. It, it, <laughs> in what universe is Derek Carr six points better Wild. than any other team? Like that makes zero sense to me. I do think the Giants win as well. I like that. I'm not gonna make it my official pick. I do think the Giants win as well. One team that's kind of just been clicking recently, the Chicago Bears. Man, I don't know. They're kind of wheeling me back like in a little too. bit. Their defense has been playing very well. Um, their cornerback is uh what Jalen Johnson, right? That's his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. If he can. Lo- if he can lock down Amari Cooper, because he's been playing great recently, so if he can take Cooper completely out of the game and just make the Bears have to focus on Najoku and whatever group of wide receivers is after Cooper, because I don't think any of them Elijah are that Moore. scary. Yeah, exactly. Donovan, so, is Donovan Peoples-Jones still there? No, he's Detroit. Okay. Got shipped off for a uh, 200th overall pick or that something. That was a trade but, deadline thing this year, right? It was, you're <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. Um, so I'm going to take the Bears to win on the road. Justin Fields has been playing good. I don't know what to really make of it, but he has been good. The defense has been very well since the trade deadline, and the Browns are just so banged up. But this is also a game where the Bears could lose this game by 20, and I just look like an idiot. But I'll take the Bears on the road, upset the Browns. Two more games I want to talk about, but I I like yours, Dom. I like the Bears to win. Um, I like – I kind of like the Panthers. Plus three. No. I'm, the done the the I'm done the with the Panthers. I'm done with the Panthers. The Falcons are not good. The Falcons aren't good. The so Falcons are significantly better than the Panthers. All right. I'm also throwing the Panthers in there. I'm guaranteeing it. So what What do you have to go You're now? Guaranteeing the Panthers. Panthers. I'm not guaranteeing the Panthers, but I'm going to say I told you so if they win, and I'm going to hopefully nobody brings it up if they lose. Um, oh, I'm but, so bring it up if they lose. <laughs> Dom's, Dom's basically he's, a Falcons fan. Like He's going to be watching this game like a hawk. At this point. Tom, I looked it up. I have bet. Uh, the Falcons spread uh, eight times so far this year. Eight. I'm I'm uh, five and three when I bet them. I'm just addicted to betting on the Falcons, thinking that they will like somehow become this juggernaut, and it's just it's just, it's not, just not happening yet. It's just not happening yet. Is I know he's not practicing, but is Stroud? He's not going to play. He's probably not. He's still a three-point favorites. Yeah, I think that's assuming he's not playing because I don't. He's yet to clear. Obviously, if he plays, I think that spread will probably flip Flip, to either. I don't know if a flip. It'll probably be even. 
Yeah, probably it is a straight Tennessee, even. And like the Texans are probably a little bit worse than their record shows. Yeah, because also if you think about it, if CJ Stroud doesn't play this game, Nico Collins isn't playing. Take Tank or most likely not playing. Tank Dell is not playing. Will we're Anderson's going to be looking at all week with an ankle. Yeah, so we're going to be looking at the 2021 or the 2022 Texans offense led by Davis Mills and absolutely no wide receivers. Like this Don't team run. is not going to be exactly. He's put up back to back donuts. Like he's going to get his thousand <laughs> yards this week, Tom. Don't worry. <laughs> like this, this Texans team will not be good if Stroud and Collins don't play. So I think I think that's already baked into the the spread here. All right, there we go. So we we had a lot of uh, statements here in this video. We talked a lot about kind of the coach of the year race, a lot of underdog picks. And I'm either going to have an extreme victory lap next week or I'm going to probably not even want to come on the, the pod for it. But that is going to be it for our week 15 preview. We hope you guys did enjoy. If you did, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up, letting us know in the comments what you guys think about what we said today. If you're watching on YouTube for the video version, but if you're listening for audio on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'd also, also excuse me, appreciate a rating review over there as well. So hope you guys did enjoy. Hopefully it's a good week, week 15. And we'll catch you guys during the reaction next week. Peace.